Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And did you miss us? Hopefully you did. We missed you. <laughs> we missed you. Yes. Yeah. It so, feels like a long time. This January has been does. the longest January of my life, I think. Yes. Most likely because <laughs> of our lovely all-star break and our bye week and everything. Yes, but dog days of hockey season for sure. Thankfully, it's all done. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we had, I mean, at least the weather's not so bad in Toronto, so... That's a, that's a good thing. And we can, and yeah. So anyhow, we want to just let you know the results from our holiday special question. Nobody answered. (laughs) 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 And we have to say it is mostly our fault because as we listened to the podcast again, we noticed that we did not actually say our handle, our Instagram handle or our Twitter handle. So it's, at LTL1917, if, in case you don't know that. I'm sure most of you, well, everybody's busy, obviously, but um, but yeah, you can search it up as well when you type in Ladies Talking Leafs, it's going to come up. But um, <laughs> yeah, but we should tell you what the answer is. What was the answer, Phil? <laughs> of course, the best gift any Maple Leaf fan could ever get would be a Stanley Cup. Yes, and so we we had a yeah we had a picture of the Stanley Cup on Instagram, um, and yeah, so hopefully, I mean, right now <laughs> we're not even in the playoffs, so, but the the Maple as a Maple Leaf fan, that's what we we always dream of that, but um, for sure, yeah. So and we we did actually do a Twitter poll too. I know we I'm not sure how many uh, followers on on Twitter, but uh, get on if you're on Instagram, get on Twitter too and follow us there at LTL 1917 and because we want to start engaging with you guys more and getting mm-hmm. more feedback and, Absolutely. and stuff. Yeah. And you can email us too. Ladies talking leaves at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. I look forward to hearing from you all. Yes. Cause we need, I mean, we're thinking of all the programming right now. So, but if you guys have an, any, I guess topics too, like we'd be more than happy to consider it. Mm-hmm. But for now, we have lots to talk about, and um, we're going to start with our lovely All-Star game since we started with that, um, yeah. I guess, originally. Um, so, Sil, did you watch the All-Star game? Um, <laughs> I did. I actually, I had to work, and man, I had a hard time finding a feed to watch it on, because for what, for whatever reason, um, my uh, Sportsnet Now account just crapped out that day. I don't know why, or it could be something that they changed at work. Who knows? Anyways, not like I'm not paying attention to my work, by the way. <laughs> I just kind of have it on in the background, if anyone's wondering. Um, 
so that was for the skills competition and the all-star actual all-star game I did watch. So that was that was cool. But I really wanted to watch the skills competition. Yeah, that's uh, that's so, what I watched mostly. Yeah. I didn't watch too much of the game, but the skills exactly. competition was cool. Really thought Freddie Anderson with his mask and how he uh, got the design of Matthews and Marner on I really, there with him. Yeah, I that thought was, that was touching. I. You know, it's so funny because Freddie is so, um, a, such a stoic kind of guy. He doesn't show like a lot of, you know, big emotion, yeah. but you could tell just from those little things that he did that and his new pads and all of that, yeah. it obviously meant a whole lot to him Yeah, um, yeah. and it was really special for him. And so the fact that he had that special mask and stuff made up, I thought that was really touching. And I think that that was touching for for Matthews and yeah, Marner. It was, it I don't was think like, they knew yeah. about it at all. Yeah, which I thought was... Uh, I mean, I think Matthews, when they... I think he thought Marner knew about it. Yeah. But... Um, but both of them seemed to be, like, really surprised. I mean, yes, they like obviously the loved amigos. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is what the picture we put on mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We did it all sort of thing, right? Because it was exciting to have the three Maple Leafs yeah. there, right? But, yeah, and then... Um, and I'm guess- so stoked that Anderson's still using those pads. That made oh, me I know. so happy. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, that's like a bit of a superstition that. thing. I, I honestly thought that in that the three-on-three final... Yeah. that he was the better goalie of the two of them between him and Vasilevsky. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's all an star all-star game, game right? Don't, so don't want to get too crazy about but it. But he at least maybe it got him a little bit more playing with all those other star players from mm-hmm. other teams and that it 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 I think it helped him anyways with to know that he's on that level too. He's finally being recognized. Yeah. So yeah. Well deserved. Well and deserved. the other thing I guess that I, I liked watching too was on the red carpet, mm-hmm. like to see the, the whole, the boys in their outfits and that, right. <laughs> yeah. And the whole Ron Burgundy thing with, <laughs> with us. I really wish he would get rid of that mustache, but he's not going to, yeah, I guess he I seems know. to like you it. You know what he has, <laughs> you got to give the guy props because he has his own style a hundred percent. And he seems very comfortable. Like even in the summer, I don't know if you remember when Marlo came to visit him and then there was that shot. He was wearing this like tie oh, yes. shirt yeah. and shorts and flip flops with socks, socks on. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> but you know what? He's comfortable in his own skin. So yeah. give the guy credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely getting his own brand or style out yeah. there sort of thing. Yeah, so that's no, good. You gotta and, like um, it. And I, I think that he doesn't I don't care know. if people talk about it you know, in a negative or positive way. It doesn't matter to him. Yeah, I don't know so. what Mitch was wearing. It was some sort of, he had like some, on a, on the vest part of the suit, he had some sort of pattern. I wasn't too fond of it, but, yeah. but uh, I liked Freddie the best out of the three. He was yeah. more the... But, you know, it's what his, his usual style, yes. I guess. Yeah, I really should have so. got a Frederick Anderson jersey. There's a still always time. Yes, I keep <laughs> trying to win one, but it never works out. But anyways, okay, let's go to the more. That was All-Star yeah, Weekend. Yeah, so moving on. Let's go on to our team now. <laughs> so now we got to get back to reality. Get back and to reality, and we're finally getting back to the to the games. Um, we're out of the playoffs, like we mentioned earlier right now. We're still, I think we're tied right now with uh, Florida, but they have two games in hand on us. Still. Um, yeah. And Even with that extra week that we gave them to yeah, catch up. Yeah. They have two games in hand now because we played the two games um, right. versus Nashville and then Dallas, uh, which we won, thankfully. But, um, but yeah, so, but overall it wasn't, January wasn't really a, a great month for us. No, and, it um, was a, I think a little bit of after the honeymoon period, some growing pains yeah, were so had. So we went five, three, and two in the last ten games, and um, 
Yeah, so the end of December, we lost Muzzin to the broken foot. And then, of course, Riley went down, too, mm-hmm. uh, with a broken foot. Yeah, we get, um, and we get one person back, and it, then it, we one person drops. So yeah, that basically... We have, we have not had the full... This is like total opposite to last season. We've mm-hmm. not had the, the full lineup at all. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then we had the horrible loss to the Panthers. That was like a joke. Um, and then once, I guess, once Riley got injured then obviously we brought up sandine who's been a really good um obviously rasmus sandine sandine not sandine <laughs> oh my god that's gonna be horrible i think for all the leaf fans to Leafs nation to, to actually pronounce this guy's name and not say yeah. sandine but um but he's played really well again um he's like, got some something special yeah. about him for sure yeah um but there always seems to be this thing about the defense i don't know I think it's been forever since like the 80s. <laughs> We've been true. Maybe even the 70s. I remember when my dad used to say, uh, uh, Todd Gill, how the heck did <laughs> he get on 90s. this team? He yeah. used to say, does he know somebody? Is he like a relative of someone? Why is he even on this team? So yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, but, but you know, he did turn, turn his game around. So Todd, you know, we still love you. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Cause um, it's a never ending theme with this team, no matter how far back you go. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, everybody is on top of the world now just in these last couple of games and for not with Nashville and Dallas. Um, well, one thing I, I would say, sorry, I yeah. don't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah. One thing I would say about that is that I, I remember in, you know, breaks past, we don't always come out of the gate, you know, no, that's right. really yeah. on all it's cylinders. Always a dud. And yeah. we really did that this, <laughs> this past, these past two games. I yeah. would say that these have been the best two games that we've seen in probably about a yeah. good, yeah. good well, month. A, we're in a totally different position than before. Like we, uh, like in previous years, we basically knew we were going to be, be in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and so now like they, they got to be ready, like right away they had to be ready. So, um, but going back to Sandine, I mean, I know back, in the original few games when he was brought up under mm-hmm. Mike Babcock, like he, it was that game we were at in Detroit where he got hammered by mm-hmm. Justin Applicator and they were, and Mike Babcock was like, Oh wow. Like we can't be putting the kid in that like such type of situation. Right. So he, again, he got rocked a couple of times in Dallas. This, that one, that was and a pretty bad one. That actually was like a, a pretty dirty he, hit. Yeah. Yeah. But he <laughs> seems to be, jumping right back up again so sort of well, right? yeah, you, ju- you don't want it happening obviously but and um, i do think keith has i think Pete, somebody asked him about that and yeah. keith basically said that the type of game he has and how mobile he is he tends to kind of roll off of those things yeah. sort of in the similar way that mitch marner is kind of like that too it's really hard to hit him squarely full on well that was a joke because they kind of roll off but not to be too specific in the game but i thought it was hilarious when jamie ben actually went after mitch marner he gave him a shot in the like like a like with his glove fist glove sort of thing right i'm like who are you like jamie ben i don't i like him as a player too like he's a tough guy like well and i mean in that same game like he could have taken muzzin out and basically ended his season last last night as well so he didn't do that yeah but um, yeah but yeah i i just think sandine going back to him like he's i mean matthews and marner they both love like normally he's on when when they're on on that line Mm -hmm. and um like they just love him like how he he has mm-hmm. the vision to get the puck back up, back up to the forwards. It's uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit about remember when Mitch first started, 
and people were just kind of, and they were talking to, they're asking uh, JVR and Bozak about him all the time because he was right. playing with them. Yes, yeah. And the yeah. same sort of kind of accolades about the, some of the stuff that he does that's so special yeah. Yeah. and makes him so fun to play with. Yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, reminiscent of that. Yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, talk, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, he he's been playing really well, and mm. considering he's basically supposed to be, I guess, replacing Riley, which is quite a handful to. Yeah. And hopefully, with him, I heard actually yesterday that it, it's for his timeline as to when to come back. Like they mm-hmm. did say, I think it was eight weeks. Yeah, or eight weeks. I think we let because it's yeah, like close to the end of March, basically, right. um, to come back, um, but. There's no, it was kind of like very tentative. They said it was very odd the way he, he said it was a, apparently Riley said this himself. It was a, like a sensitive, a sensitive date is how he worded to oh, say yeah. what. So I don't know what the, everybody's reading into that to say, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? That's and as, very cryptic and, uh, language. Yes, and as to how he's going to be when he comes back, because we True. all know that he was injured with something else. Um, he was playing injured basically. Yeah. Um, and, and. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see when he comes back. I mean, because he can't skate now with the broken foot. Um, what kind of like condition he's going to be in? Like, well, and, we'll probably and that, get but... sent down to the AHL to play with the Marlins, yeah. like Muzzin, <laughs> like did. Muzzin did. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, that was funny. Anyway, but... I, it 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 could be a blessing in disguise because yeah. a break. It's like um, it's a bone. It will heal. It'll heal stronger. It depends what kind of bone he broke because there's lots of small little bones in the ankle area. So yeah, who knows. Um, but it should give him time to kind of really heal up yeah. the other nagging thing that was bothering him. Yes. So, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So it could be a blessing. But this defense moving on with the defense too, to this mm. Travis Dermot. I just want to mention a little bit about him because this mm-hmm. is his contract year too. He's going right. into the contract year and I don't know. I just think like they, the plans that we had for him, like with Gardner, with Jake gone, right. like he was basically supposed to take the next step. I know that in this season, I know that I guess, um, having the injury, the shoulder injury, but you just don't really notice him out there or when he, oh, I do. like you do last night, I didn't notice him too much. I didn't even know if he was playing. Then, actually, I don't but... think that's always a bad thing when you don't notice no. a defenseman. Yeah. Mind you. Uh, but I don't know that he's really done as much what, as though, what they want. An in- I think, okay, obviously we're not players. No. <laughs> and I don't think you can discount especially if you're a defenseman who's going to have to get their body in there sometimes, you know, more so than maybe a forward, especially a forward like Matthews, because I'm just comparing them because both of them have had shoulder injuries. Um, I, I'm not sure that it's a, a, that easy and being missing the beginning. I mean, we saw what that did to Willie last year, missing training camp. That was obviously not yes, an injury yeah. situation, Yeah. but I think every person's different. So you, we don't know, like, how much having that structure of training camp and everything leading up to it, how that can affect a person going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. I think every, every person is different as to how they're going to yeah. react to it. And they're young guys. If this is like their first major, you know, um, first major experience with an injury that could have effects. And like, even for example, Marner, you know, being out at the beginning, even though he barely missed anything, like he didn't have a great start either. And it wasn't until he got his injury and he was able to kind of, you know, forget about the the contract thing and then focus on coming back from the injury, shift in focus, 
and he came back stronger after that. So I don't know. I don't know. It to me it's like like the way I've worded it, I guess it's like this make makeshift defense mm-hmm. that Kyle Dubas and I guess Lou Lamorello partially, I don't know, um, have kind of created here for right. for Mike Babcock and then now Sheldon Keith to to mm-hmm. work with and and then there's this Tyson Berry. <laughs> well, Tyson like, Berry is oh the, the thing for me. It's like, it's, this is going to be, I'm sorry. You know, I, con- I, talk about contract year. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. this is the thing though. You got to look at it sometimes this way. It's that if these guys are not performing uh, as well as up to their potential. I, I once had an amazing stats prof at school yeah. who taught, who gave sports analogies, which I loved. Right. And there's always a regression to the mean. So there's a baseline that a player is going to play. And chances are they're going to have a really bad season. And chances are they're going to have a really incredible season. And everyone will always assume that when they have that incredible season, that that is their new baseline. That's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the case. However, I will say this with these guys, if they're having a bad year, that doesn't necessarily mean that that is their base. Okay. Number one, number two, contract year that bodes well for us that they're having not a great year right before their contract because that's part of their comparables now so they've got their baseline and a lower not necessarily a higher to compare to so for somebody like tyson berry he's somebody that we could maybe get on a one-year again cheaper deal if he doesn't like, I don't necessarily don't want think, that. So I'm going to qualify I don't think that. He's going to do it anyways. I think he's gone personally. I don't think well, he's not. Gonna, that's all I think fine. he wants. Go ahead. I think he might. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we really need him. Yeah. He's no. He hasn't added any kind of he hasn't special with, impact yeah. or any. It's just it, his skill set for whatever reason has not really meshed really meshed. Team. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. And um... well, I think part of the reason is because he was one of the people who really generated a lot of offense in in Colorado. But we have. But now the thing is with Riley being out. This you is the thing that you would step up. He was going to, he'd take over basically. Yeah. This is his opportunity but to I be that one. I, Cause I don't like that pairing with Riley and cause they both don't know. We've talked about this before on the mm-hmm. podcast that, you know, they don't know when to go. Like they each want to go on but the, I still on the like offense. It better than the bear, but, than, than the Riley CC combo. Oh yeah. Well, anybody, but not nice to say, but anybody, but Cody CC, I don't well, know. He's actually know. playing within his limits now. So since we got Keith, he's been better. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm still not saying he's yeah. been good, but he's been better. He's yeah, playing so, within himself, which is fine. But uh, as far as Dermot goes, I mean, that is he is young. Yeah. There's still opportunity for him to grow. Yes, yeah. But with Barry, you know? I mean, I'm just, with me, I, I actually heard to like the Kerfoot, Alexander mm-hmm. Kerfoot changing from the defense here yeah. a little bit. But he was um, mentioned as possibility for trade as well i thought to myself could you imagine he gets traded which it really wouldn't bother me depending on what they get but i mean he he, you really haven't noticed alexander kerfoot too much he's good and no i think he's He's good i think he's He's playing that role the third line role yeah and he also is you can use him in different things yeah so that's good but then if he goes and then barry goes it's like Mm. who did you get for nazim kadri yeah 
nothing. Well, okay, <laughs> except that oh my God. this whole thing with, with looking like this, hanging on to this cadre thing yes. at some point. Because I, I am hanging on, I, I think. I, and <laughs> I think at some point we have to move on. But the problem is with this whole cadre situation is you can't view these things in a vacuum. Because first of all, if cadre was still here, he would potentially, you know, like you change one variable and maybe Babcock is still our coach. And then Babcock is still using him the way he used him last year, which was not to the best of his ability. Right, yeah. And not really adding all the things that he's adding to Colorado. You can't just look at him in Colorado and think that that would be him here. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like there's so many, like there's so many things that would not be the way they are now if Nazem Kadri was still on our team. Yes, that's very true, yeah. So but you can't look at these things in a On vacuum. a positive, though. So yeah. we'll, I'll just say on a positive, Tyson Berry has had four points in the last, uh, or yeah. sorry. Four points in the last four games. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so at least he is playing a little bit better, but he they still, what I don't get is, I guess, under Sheldon Keefe, too. Like a couple of times, CeCe was like jumping into the offensive. Yeah, and it's and, kind of, and kind getting, of wonder. Like you got to wonder, like, should all of them be doing that? <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe that's, not. No, that's not their style. <laughs> like you know, Jake Muzzin, like he knows like when to do that because I mean he played with the LA Kings. He's a Stanley Cup winner, so he yeah. you don't really need to tell him sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean he might get caught a couple of times, but that's that's not because. But a guy like Cece, no. And then even Justin Hall has been good, and I you really noticed actually while Muzzin was away mm-hmm. or off with the broken foot. He, uh, you really notice how Justin Hall, it affected him, his, his mm-hmm. play, right? Like to say that he really, so it's good to have them back together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. agree. Okay. Let's move on from our lovely defense. We've, <laughs> we've done our little rant about that. Yeah. And um, let's talk about Freddie for a while. I don't know. Yay, Freddie. Yay, Freddie. Yay, Freddie. <laughs> Boo, Freddie. But I mean. Kind of had an iffy month. But Yeah, that's what everybody's. I don't know. That's what everybody keeps talking about. But to me, when you give up so many like point blank chances, yeah. which like, I will say they did not do these last two games. No, no, he did. No. He did. He was not overworked no. these last two games. No, he wasn't. But um, I don't know. I, I personally think it's more about the team, uh, what we just discussed, the whole defense thing and the forwards not helping the right. defense as well, mm-hmm. because you see that, um, I guess like, it's about the style of play, I guess, that Keith has them playing and whether or not... Well, is it though? Because was it that much different last year? No. No, it wasn't because Babcock was trying to get them to play and they wouldn't play a defensive style. Right? Well, like to get the defensive... Because the w- one thing that was interesting that I heard from Freddie too, he's such a low-key guy. It's just, yeah. it's just so funny. I like watching. He's so serious and yeah. just like... He just doesn't want to be bothered, right? But it's just like, leave me alone. I just want to play goal for the Maple Leafs, but it never works out that way. Goaltending is such a, it's it's such a, in Toronto anyways, it's such a big, um, I don't know what the word is. like Integral part? No, just no. like... Uh, Passion? Yeah, like everybody focuses on it mm-hmm. anyways. But he said in one of the horrible games, I think it was the Florida game, the Panthers right. lost, that he said that, um, you know, we have to learn or we have to, be more supportive of each other when we support each other meaning the whole thing from the goaltender on out and i don't know that with Uh, keith style 
That's bull, Christine. That's bull? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> it is it doesn't matter if you're if you are playing for yourself, regardless yeah. of what style you play, you're never going to fully play as a team and that's what it boils down to is forgetting about the name you know on the back of your shirt right and playing for the logo in the front and that it right. comes back down to maybe another thing that we're yes. going to discuss later <laughs> but that's what he's getting at yes. is it's yeah. it's got to be that team first mentality and really supporting each other on the ice yeah i think it's a to me too with Keith. i mean keith's only been since i guess end of november right yeah. so that's i mean it's still i think a work in progress this his yeah. what he's trying to deliver as a as a message sort of thing mm-hmm. and he wasn't pleased after that horrible um that game in in florida yeah that and was then, a disgrace and then <laughs> and obviously the game against chicago as well at home against the blackhawks i actually think that it's to a coach's advantage to have some disgraces because things were clicking around along so nicely, yes, and yeah. they were racking but up we, the wins and the points, yeah. and that. But we talked about too is the co- level of competition too. I mean, they yeah. did, they were playing the Detroit's and uh, and the Rangers, and I don't know who else they had that yeah. were not so great in December. And like that's what I mean. Like it, at some point, you need to have a wake up call. Yeah. Yeah, you and know? so they started playing better. Uh, and even that game versus Edmonton versus the Oilers at home, that mm-hmm. was crap as, <laughs> as well. That they mm-hmm. And the whole McDavid thing on Riley. Poor Riley is going to be on highlight reels forever yeah. now um, because of that. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I, I think, like I said, it's still a work in progress. And the fact that keith called them immature mm-hmm. <laughs> that was quite an interesting word to use um and no, i thought it was actually it was an interesting word but yes. also but it's very very t- very apropos yeah telling very telling mm-hmm. after that florida mm-hmm. game and the and the chicago well game you know too. some of these guys were kind of anointed you know yeah. in more ways than one yeah. and they're the ones that are going to be looked to and I think we all know who they are Yeah. as the people that are going to set the tone. And either you're taking it completely seriously or you're not. Yeah. And that, that brings us just basically to this whole leadership group, right. I think, right? Like, so John Tavares, he's, to me, I don't know, people, people are saying like he's, uh, well, he's playing, not playing well now the last little while. And I'm like, that's actually not true. I mean... I don't think William Nylander would be getting the opportunities that he's getting. <laughs> Damn I mean, straight yes. he wouldn't be. Yeah. Like without the work that John Tavares does at yeah. center. Like, cause he's, we've said this before too, when he was on with mm-hmm. the Islanders, he was always the guy making the other players mm-hmm. better. Basically. Which isn't to say that it's all him, obviously not. But especially if you've got an ultra talented person yeah. like Willie or like Mitch yeah. He is definitely one of those guys that is going to bring out the best in someone, in, in anybody really, but yeah. especially yeah. someone who yeah. is so talented. I mean, like think about how many years were we talking about Matt Sundin and we can't find anyone to play for play with right. him. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was Jared's whole career you know, like basically. That's not the case with John <laughs> Tavares. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And I mean, he had the abdominal injury, I don't know what it was in the summertime right. that he had to basically, he got into training camp fine, but mm-hmm. I mean, he had that to deal with. Then he broke the finger. 
then he had the baby and it's just like yeah, there's there's a lot there's, now okay a lot of people will say well so sad too bad yes, you're a professional yeah. yes yeah so you and, gotta get with the program however yeah. he's still with the program and yeah. you know he's doing the best he can like i do i remember my dad used to always say this because my dad's a huge tennis fan <laughs> i'm sure i've told you this story before but every time one of his favorite tennis players would get married yeah. he'd oh, say yes. oh <laughs> it's over that's it. They're done. And it's the same thing when you have a kid. So there's a second point. It's done. Wait, you got to give them a few years because they'll get the better sleep in a couple of years. And, you know, and, and even though he has the support here, obviously, with his yeah. family and stuff. Yeah. Don't preclude that that doesn't also put pressure, you know. Yeah. To be around. to And yeah. obviously, he's so in love with his baby. So yes. who is going to, yeah. you know, yeah. give him the gears yeah. for that so, part? I mean, it, I mean he's... It is his first year as captain, so yeah. um, I mean, I think there is the leadership core there too, with Matthews, Marner, and we'll stick Willie in there, and Freddie, obviously too, and um, and Riley, and Riley, yes, and Muzzin, mm-hmm. Jake Muzzin being the only one that has won a Stanley Cup on our team, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. So I mean, actually, somebody did say too with Muzzin, like the way he said at the beginning of the year when it was under Babcock in October mm-hmm. and people were panicking because that's what Leech Nation does after every, <laughs> like now, for example, the last two games is everything's wonderful in Leafland because we've won yes. out of the break. But, and then if we lose to the Senators on the yes, first the, the month, the walls will come crumbling Then it's down. like, oh my God, what's wrong? So I think that's just the way it is here. But um, yeah, no, Muzzin said like, like take it easy, people. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, I agree. You know, you gotta, there has to be some patience and you need to, allow people to grow yeah yeah so and that's never a straight trajectory okay there's ups and downs it's like the stock market like you know you got to be invested for the long term and there's going to be ups and downs if you're going to sell your stock every time there's a little bit of a dive then you're never going to make money so same thing with these guys yeah you got to give them the the, those little dips and valleys because that is where you learn what you're made out of yeah but i mean keith with this leadership group or core, they've get Keith has given them like little perks here and there, like going mm-hmm. to Florida, giving them the extra day. And then they came out and they basically had that blew it. Yeah. They were not there basically. Oh, right. Again, so, like that's more fuel for him. You know, when you're, when you're giving them stuff and they're basically taking it and not giving back yeah. a little bit too. Yeah. You, know? you just kind of wonder these these younger guys though, like Nylander. I'm not going to put Mitch in there because Mitch is yes, he's part of the leadership group, but he's he's from here, so he knows what it is to be a Leaf. But I don't know. I read something on off a little bit off the topic. It's more uh, related to Kobe Bryant. Bryant, mm-hmm. sorry, the recent passing of Kobe Bryant, and um, and there was a general his general manager and a famous LA Laker. His name was Jerry West, and he was on uh, ESPN radio. I was listening to him and he was just saying something that, you know, he would always talk to players, Kobe Bryant in this case, like just to keep them focused, basically not like he was mentioning that players in the NBA today, for example, they're down 20 points and they, let's say in the third or fourth quarter and they're like laughing on the bench and having a good time. Obviously we know NBA is totally different culture and, and atmosphere, um, at their games as opposed to NHL players. We don't see NHL players like 
laughing on the bench when they're mm-hmm. down three nothing or mm-hmm. something like that right everybody's down and that kind of thing mm-hmm. but but you know that's also not good when you hang no. your head too much yes yeah but he was just saying you know when they do that it's a and and when you're given let's just say in in this particular case where they're given the day off in florida the day before to go enjoy themselves or do whatever mm-hmm. they want to do um like it's a disrespect to the game and to the fans, the fans pay a lot of money to see them to go. They fly down to Florida. I mean, Leafs Nation is everywhere. And, and they go and see their team. And for them to put out a performance like that, it's disrespectful to the game and to the fans. And, and he said he would basically, when that happened, because there were cases, very few, when he was the manager of the LA Lakers. But mm-hmm. um, he's like, you know, I would talk to Kobe if there were certain things that there were, that, when that happened, he would talk to them. And I don't know, these players, I don't think they, some of them, they need to win a playoff round, basically, I think, to see how this city, how important this team is to the city. They know how important it is in some ways. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they get it totally. I don't know. I Well, for sure. Like, they could see what happened with the Raptors and kind of be like, oh, I wonder what would happen. But until it actually happens, uh, for sure, they wouldn't necessarily really know. But I do think that even though um, there's certain guys that obviously aren't from here, like Austin, you know, that maybe we wonder whether he gets it. But I mean, like, did like his, do you see his little Q&A thing? Like when they asked yes, him, what's yeah. the best thing about being an NHL player? Yeah. He said yeah. playing in Toronto. So yeah, I think he somewhat well, no, gets I, it. Yes, he does that way because I, I, and that's why I think in five years when his contract is up, like I don't think it's an no. automatic that no, he's going sure to Arizona, not. that he's gonna like I because he's not, not unless they're poised to win a yeah. cup. I mean, like let's let's yes. not kid ourselves yeah. here. If if we weren't, you know, making turning a corner right. as well, JT wouldn't be here either. Oh yeah, for sure. You yeah, because look, Stamkos turned it down. Guess why? Because we we're finishing thirtieth. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to project a vision necessarily yes. to make him change his mind. So yeah, yeah. All right. So um, yeah, let's get on to the trade deadline, though. Yeah, that's a little over three weeks away, February twenty fourth. Right. And we're not. Um, let's just say we're not insiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're if not only. gonna. Yeah. But I mean, we do have strong opinions. Yes. Yeah. That's true. But. Um, yeah, I was listening. I mean, that's what all the media is going to be, all the sports media is going to yeah, be talking about now. It's going to start getting pretty yeah, crazy. Now, I guess the name, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, mid-January, I think everybody was talking about the backup goalie, and it's this Georgiev guy that yeah. now is the second coming of Carey Price because they want Kapanen for him or something like which that. Which is ridiculous. Which is crazy. And then now now it's uh, Matt Dumba from the Minnesota. Which also Minnesota. I think is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, to me... <laughs> If you, uh, uh, there was uh, actually a really good tweet by, um, I think Bill Como might've been somebody else. Anyway, somebody, I can't remember who, I'm sorry, whoever you are, I, but it was an amazing tweet that really broke down, um, all the players, including a couple of RD and how many, you know, points per amount of games they've played in the NHL. Yeah. And Matt Dumba is not the second coming of anything. And he comes with a $6 million cap hit. Yeah. So unless yeah. Minnesota, who, first of all, I don't really think wants to get rid of him. No, I don't think so uh, And Unless they are going to eat some of his salary, like a lot of it, uh, I'm sorry. that is, I don't even see, like to me, that says that they're not signing Riley. Right. First yeah. of all. Yeah. And he is pretty much a kind of a Barry-style player. 
So mm. maybe with a little bit more grit, I don't know. He's a little bit more on the defensive side. Yeah. But, but not much. But I don't think... He's not that they, different. They don't have... Because the, they got to think about signing Freddie too, right? Exactly. So there's a lot of things that go into it when, when making a deal like that. So I and, don't know. And honestly, for me, I mean, that would be the kind of deal that would have to be a bigger deal. So that would involve roster players for sure yeah, but yeah. for something like like that Georgiev yeah. <laughs> I can't even going to trip over my tongue um if we're giving a roster player for that that's ridiculous yeah yeah no I I I mean I he's a good goalie but I I don't think well, for a deadline deal that, of yeah. somebody and I don't yeah. I don't think he yeah. has much term if any so which which uh position do you think we Kyle Dubas should deal for basically if they were to deal. Do you think they should get oh, the depth God. defenseman or should they get the backup goalie, regardless of who it is, whatever? I even heard too Johnny Burns, uh, which <laughs> just I, hilarious. Uh, jo- Jonathan no, Bernier just for that to he, come back. He, he couldn't play here before <laughs> under know. the scrutiny. So why, why? Yeah. So, but which which position do you think would be the? Which one are you taking to say that we should do? And then we'll move on to another topic because which um, one? Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. That's a toughie. I think if you're going to do like a rental type thing, then maybe it should be a backup goalie where we don't have to give up much, like a pick or something. Uh, to Which we know, don't have any picks anyways. Well, not any, not first rounder. But, or second round. But if we you, actually don't pick until the sixth round this year. Wow. Okay, so that's, we're screwed I found I found that so we have no picks this year so, so. then if it's going to be a prospect yeah which that's obviously what it's going to have to be so yes. like uh maybe Bracco or somebody like that yeah then it better be something a little more substantial than just you know oh. expiring deal or something like that I'm going with the goalie I think he should go with the goalie because yeah. if they've Fred, got a spell Freddie Freddie gets hurt mm-hmm. we're, then screwed. we're screwed like, I, I'm sorry, he could have played garbage this whole month, which he hasn't, in my opinion. But, I mean, he hasn't played great up to his miraculous no, stuff. But he had a, a little bit of he, a low. But if he is out, we're done. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's what yeah, I think. 100%. Yeah. So, let's move on to something fun. Yeah. It's On the Road with Chris and Sil. Yes. <laughs> we're part bringing two. it back. Part two. Or episode two of episode that. Episode two. Yes, yeah. Because yes. we did Detroit. Our and, second segment. Uh, and then we thought, after we finished our last month's podcast, we thought, you know, we may not get another opportunity this year to do this season to do uh, another another, ro- another road trip review. So, and they just played in Nashville. So And thankfully, we have been there. So we yes. can tell you all about it. Yes. Yeah, that so, was a fun one. So, first of all, yeah, definitely it, it is right up uh, at the top of our list for amazing places to go. Yeah, and so if you have a chance to do it, do it. And, yeah, I mean, it's great because when you get there, like, from the airport, it, I would say it was, like, 20, 25 minutes, mm-hmm. something like that, by the, with the with the cab. And, um, yeah, so it and was... And we basically stayed you know unfortunately we'd like to give a plug to the hotel but we don't remember what brand it was 100 percent. it was probably like a holiday in our best Western and it's not because like we were that. hanging out on broadway all night long no. or, or at tootsies <laughs> or why we don't remember or at tootsies or <laughs> but it was well or hanging out with keith urban maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was um i do remember it was kind of on the you know far side so like south of 
I don't know if it's south, but on the opposite side of Titan, um, Tennessee Titan Stadium. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So the basically you kind of had to come around that into basically the foot of Dent Broadway. Yeah. yeah. And they had like a shuttle from their hotel to the airport. Yeah. So if you want to save And into much, town. So and like, it, yeah. and it had that Broadway shuttle. Yeah. So it would drop you right at the foot of Broadway. Yeah. And then you could just walk from there. It's not that far like to go uh, like right up the no, street there is Broadway. very, very highly walkable town yeah yeah that's what walk everywhere it's it's not that big that's the thing that kind of floored me is because you're used to going to you know a bigger city like chicago whatever and they're in the states they always think it's very compact it's got this bit of a small town feel somehow and it must be sort of the country roots as well (laughs) i think but it's very warm it's very accessible it's very welcoming um yeah yeah i just really loved it for that that yeah. part of it that yeah. and you it's, just, a, it's definitely worth it to do the hop on hop off for sure there, right just you to get, get the tour of the uh, basically all the all the sites the and, sites and all the uh music studios and yes. you get to see who's like recording there and, and of course, course i i don't know what the i don't know what the name of the studio was but I always wanted to go to Memphis and to see uh, Graceland, I mean, yeah, Graceland, but because you're a huge Elvis fan, Elvis. she's a huge yes, Elvis fan. I love people. Elvis, but um, anyways, we saw the studio where he. Uh, we didn't go in; we didn't have time, um, but we saw the studio where he recorded "Are You Lonesome Tonight," mm-hmm. and that oh, that it brings chills. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good to see it. Anyways, I, I'd love I'd go back definitely. Like that's even something where you'd want to go back because of the music. Oh, yeah. Like if you you are a fan of sports and music, spend another extra history that's there. Spend a couple extra days there. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you go to like we but we went to the original Grand Ole Opry. Yes. Where they have it's like a little museum inside and, you know, where they they basically filmed all the hee haw episodes (laughs) and stuff. And the certain generation might remember those. And, um, you know, uh, and then we went and then we went to the new the the new new one. one, which. Definitely leave yourself some time. It's about 45 minutes Yeah, outside. There's a big hotel there yeah. now and a huge outlet mall as well. Yeah. So if you like shopping and we both bought like some really cute Nashville cowboy boots there. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, there's definitely a lot to do there too. So def- it's worth it to go out there even if it's like 45 minutes to an mm-hmm. hour. And, and, and if you're staying extra time, rent a car then. And, and we we took a cab because we were we were there mainly for the game mm-hmm. and we kind of just left ourselves a day to kind of explore. remember when our shuttle driver told us about that new thing thing called uber (laughs) yes yeah it was a little while ago that we were there but apparently uber was new at the time and he was driving part-time for uber it was kind of it's kind of funny looking back on that now and then the food the food is fabulous there there's barbecue we had barbecue and we found this we didn't know that they had these famous cookies there but yeah they uh, have basically their own um very famous um uh, tennessee confections yeah, there. Yeah, and uh, anyways, we found this store. It's I think it's called the Goo Goo Store, Goo Goo yeah. yeah. Candy Store. Yeah. If you look it up online, it's and they there. make them fresh right in front of you. Yeah, there. and they'll give so they gave you a sample too. Yeah, right? yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, so that's something to check out if you're uh, if you're if you go to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then the game day experience. I mean, we haven't even gotten to that, but yeah. the game day experience, the arena is like right. It's right across from the Grand Ole Opry, yeah, basically. It's, it's just down the street. Basically very central. Yeah. So it's it's great that way. And um, we went for dinner in in the in the arena at the Platinum Club, uh, Patron Platinum Club is what it's called, mm-hmm. where they had a buffet dinner and it was good. It had everything and it was it was good because like you basically 
just walk right into the um, like into to the, the arena for there, the game. Yeah. Sort of. So so that was good. And um, yeah, and then it was then funny. They, they all obviously they have their their quirky things that they only do in Nashville. Yes. Yeah. So the hey you suck. Yes. Yeah. When the when they score, you can hear on it on you. sometimes on TV. Like, but we when heard you're it, there but, but and everyone's different. yelling, yeah. Oh my god, it just it's so loud. Yes. First of all, yeah. of course, and we were there during when this was the Dion Phaneuf, Phil Kessel era, era right. when we so, went there, right? But uh, but all Nashville this Nashville was really good at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that was fun, funny, <laughs> the thing that I noticed the most was when we went to their store. Yeah, it's a large store, but everything was yellow. It was just like your eyes were hurting yeah. because of the yellow, right? But it's it, it not was, a nice yellow. It's not a nice yellow, but um, it's like honeybee yellow. Yeah. <laughs> But the fans were, uh, I mean, really good. It was funny. Yeah, one, and they're friendly too. Yeah, some of them, they said to us. Even uh, though they're kind of nasty when they yell at you, you know, they, yeah, hey, you suck yeah, and da da, yeah. da da The fans, they they actually, somebody told us there, I remember, they said that they had some, like, before they actually got a team in Nashville, they for people that applied to be season seed holders, they had, like, some sort of hockey course. Yeah, so that's that, right. Yeah, remember that mm-hmm. when I forget who was telling us that, but they had a hockey course, and, like, almost all these people that, applied to be season seed holders they went to this course like they had like well yeah. over the demand to and we thought that was kind of cool anyways and then um and then also the um uh, I guess during the game too where they um with the announcer guy with the announcer guy Bob <laughs> they, yeah. they 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 yell <laughs> out uh, with a, if you, if the next time well it won't be this year it'll be next year I guess yeah, with Nashville yeah at the end of the period like they're the guy's announces last minute of play in the period and then right after that all the fans yell out thank you bob (laughs) which is just crazy so there's little quirks it's it's fun right it's a it's a different atmosphere and um but yeah so so we we really had a good time and uh i think i think we'll definitely i'd I'd go back again again. even like not even for hockey just like i kind of always like to treat our little road trips like this as uh as like a taste of yeah. And yeah. And so go back it's such to... a, it, it gives you an idea of like where you'd like to go back, what you'd like to see more of. I mean, obviously there's also the, the famous bars like Tootsie's and stuff, which, you know, yeah. there's, there's people playing country music at all hours of the day. There's live music constantly at yeah. almost any bar you go to yeah. day or night. Um, that's pretty great. And also it's a very, if you are into celebrity sightings, uh, it's quite accessible for that as well because there's a lot of celebrities that live in Nashville, yeah. Um, yeah. whether they're actors or um, singers, and people just leave them alone. So, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of like downtown yeah. Toronto. And we went. Beliefs. We went in February. It was just around the same time. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit later, and I guess the I guess it was like second week of February that we went, and right. it was uh, it was cool weather but it wasn't like you needed a coat definitely yeah. but it wasn't although like, i think that it was a little bit unusually cold because we yes, had a little bit yeah. of snow which yeah, they, they don't did. normally yeah. get yeah um, yeah so but yeah no definitely we highly recommend it and um yeah and if you have any questions on it you can send us an email too sir and uh, we're happy to give you some some details yeah and, if you uh, if you want to go yeah so looking ahead now into february and basically we have 13 games in 25 days, which is like, it's like almost every other night we're playing. Right. Must win games are the Habs, the Sens, the Rangers, 
and what was the other one? The Sabres. We have mm-hmm. those four games in, in February, along with Florida and Tampa, which obviously, needless to say, are right. critical. <laughs> we got to beat Florida, um, like the Panthers, like we have well, to I would win. hope that after the shellacking yeah. that we took from yeah. them, that we show up this next game and kind of give back to them. The Tampa game is going to be a tough one, obviously, and they've been on sure. a real real role there but um but i mean we gotta we gotta grab points from them we haven't played them we only have the one game in february and then we play them again in march a couple of times I right think. but um but yeah so um hopefully february will be better than january and um and we'll be talking about the leafs looking or being inside the playoffs i yeah, guess hopefully not looking outside but yeah looking outside i guess but um but being on the inside of the playoffs the next time we talk. Yeah. Although I would say, you know, it's not bad for them to have some of this adversity. I always do feel that the teams that kind of have to scratch their way in tend to be the ones that do better because they're kind of already in that mode. Like everything's yeah. do or die. So yeah. we're going to anyway. see how they respond to this adversity. We'll see what happens. So for now, we're going to say ciao. See you later. And go, go Leafs, go. go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.